Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. What up? We are back. Start the new week. Old school. Brought to you no, new school way. Kenny Wilhite, Jay Foreman, Austin Orman on the ones and twos. Old School is brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop located at 84th and Havelock. Every type of meat, every type of cut. Go in there and ask them what's up. But without further ado, uh, we got a former black shirt, former Husker on the line. My man, JJD, Jojo Doman, what's popping? Jay, what's good, brother? Ain't nothing to it, man. You know, the you know, we uh we got some questions for you. Kenny, Kenny. Kenny's too scared to put you on the on the hot seat. <laughs> JoJo, what's up, bro? I won't put you on the hot seat, but we want to ask you, JoJo, first of all, as the draft just got over. Uh, we'll get into that. But I want to ask you um, how your first year went, um, number one, and what's – obviously, I, we all know, but tell everybody else, what's the biggest difference from, you know, college to uh, the pros? Yeah, well, first and foremost, uh, glad to be here, and we can definitely we can definitely get on that hot seat. I'm not. Oh, okay, well, you know, no, we should know by now. I ain't scared of the heat. Okay, then we just gonna <laughs> dial it up, dude. <laughs> My God, Jojo. Uh, <laughs> man, the first year was good. I uh, I played in 16 out of the 17 games. I uh, was second on the team in special teams tackles and scored my first NFL touchdown. Um, in Minneapolis. And, yeah, man, it was it was a roller coaster. Um, to be honest, and just, I mean, it was a long off season from senior bowl, the combine, the pro day, the draft, to then obviously all the off season stuff. Um, once you get to the league and going right into the season. So this off season has been really nice just to like reground in and reset. But I would say the biggest transition, as y'all are well aware of, is definitely just the speed of the game um, in between the ears. Just how, you know, in, in college, you're, you're, yeah, you're game planning here and there, and you know what to, uh, you kind of have an idea what to expect, but you're also just out there, you know, running around making plays, just know your assignment. When you get to the league, it's formation, split, recognition, uh, down and distance, time in the game, what area of the field are you in, what's the situation, what's the time, what's the, you know, it just everything's taken into account. Um, so that's been a, that's been probably the biggest transition. It's just like that mental, mental side of the game. And on top of just the professionalism, you know, each and every day, you know, there's no off days. You can't get caught slipping because they can, they can find somebody who, who won't slip and just understanding that everybody's replaceable and how you just got to show up, show up with everything you've got each and every day and put your best foot forward, not only to keep your job, but to improve yourself to keep a job um you know getting out of that scarcity mindset and really just tapping into just being the best version of you and applying yourself fully so that's what i would that's what i would say uh my takeaways were for the first year jojo you know when you go into the off season uh 
you know, obviously, you know, every year, you know, it's it's, it's pretty much you starting over. Um, but you also want to do some, you know, self calculations. What are what are the couple things that you want to improve on? Um, you know, going into this year, because look, you're going to show up to training camp. You're going to know where you're going. You're kind of you're going to you're, you know you're not going to be on edge as far as meetings and stuff like that. Even though you do have a new coach, but you kind of know the you know the the layout. So what are like one or two things you like? Okay, I learned this last year in training camp, or I I I see I need to get a little bit better at this. This is what I'm gonna really focus on. You know, coming with you know obviously in the off season, but then here comes the mini camps. Right. So the biggest thing I've been focusing on was. First of all, I need to get healthy after the year. I got some uh, banged up shoulder, banged up lower body. So just doing like the flexibility plyos that was necessary to give my body the the time and the time under tension to get right. And going into this next year, I really am emphasizing my play strength and just, you know, always working on getting bigger, faster, stronger, really focusing on my type 2 muscle fibers, the, the quick twitched guys that you know when it's a it's a split it's a it's a game of inches you know it's split second decisions out there and you know half a second goes a long way out on that field so really been working on on that um through a variety of different um you know philosophies and ways of of activating that and harnessing that um in addition to that i would say just like that that mental part of the game just knowing like playing the game of training camp, like you know they're going to do base stuff first couple of days, and then they're going to introduce, you know, 22, 23 personnel, and then they're going to go play action, and then and then you get it all. And just just playing the game of that, knowing what's coming, and, and just, you know, making plays out there, not feeling bad that I know what's coming, but just capitalizing on it. And, uh, and then having that translate into the preseason games, and that film goes around the league to all 32 teams, and, putting myself in the best position to be on a 53-man roster. Speaking of the 53-man roster, when you first got that call last year about being on a 53-man roster, how did that feel? Man, it was was almost surreal. And uh, actually one of my best friends who I just got off the phone with today, he's out in Chicago now. He got released from the Colts. Um, A dude I grew really close with in our time here. And, you know, honest to God, like there's a little bit of the imposter syndrome of like, man, like, do I really deserve this? And then, you know, once you have, right, I've been just dedicated steadfast on making this team. And once you make it, you know, obviously all those, you have that moment, you have that time, but then it's like, well, shoot, now that I have it, I can lose it. And just having to fight off those, you know, that scarcity mindset of, like, man, like, are you, are you worthy of your dream or not? Do you truly believe that you deserve what you have or not? Because if you don't, you're going you're gonna to allow it to slip away through your fingers. And if you do, you're going to be able to harness all your energy and apply yourself to everything that you do. And, like, that was a big step for me. Like, shoot, week, like, 8, 9, 10, my coach was getting on my, getting on my ass. You know, I wasn't playing the best ball. I was tired, hitting my rookie wall. I started to, you know, started to kind of play for the validation of my coach. I want him to, you know, think that I belong. And I, you know, that's just entered that cycle. And it was nice on my bye week. I went home energetically, just retired from ball and poured and got connected into my community, came back and was just in that playful spirit, man. 
of, you know, if it's work, you can be hyper-focused on being a perfectionist, but if it's just play, you can't play wrong. You just play. And just getting back into that playful nature, and that next game, the ball found my hands. I found the end zone. I have a tackle. It just kind of everything fell into place. And that was, I felt like God or the universe's way of telling me, man, like this is just a game. Like you play best when you're just playing. And that was one of the biggest takeaways I had from last year. And obviously it's a challenge to continue to maintain that state, but it's something that I feel like I've, you know, I've been more accustomed to now than I've ever been. Uh, speaking of coaches, um, what's the difference between the coaches you've had there or you had there because there was a coaching change and then the coaches that you had here at the University of Nebraska? Man. I would say, <laughs> you know, it's a what have you done for me lately <clears throat> business in the league and you know, the guy who's getting paid the most money, like, is making the team and doesn't even have to really show up to voluntary, you know, minicamp and yada yada, but everybody else is on an even playing field. The guy they signed off the street who came in for a workout that the GM and the position coaches are watching work out are in the same playing field as me. And I would say that was probably the biggest difference is, like, besides, like, the top, you know, 1%, everybody's on an even playing field. When I feel like in college um, – uh, we recruited this guy. We're developing this guy. We want this type of, you know, we want this type of play style. I, I feel like it can be, it can be more political in college. Um, when in the league, you know, the general manager has the final say, but the position coach, the, the coordinator, it's, it, it's really just pretty, they, they, I'm sure they try to keep it as objective as possible. But, you know, if you give us the best chance to win, we have to play this guy. Yeah, uh, JoJo, man, you remember what I told you, dude. Don't make no friends, dude. Ain't no friends in the league. You got you got acquaintances, man, because that way you can't be emotionally attached. But, uh, we, we, you know, I want want you to really, really uh, – Kenny don't want to ask, you know what I'm saying? I guess uh, I'll ask since people have been asking since you, you know, had your one year in the league – or your, your first year in the league. What was the th- – in the, we got about two or three minutes left. So, what what are the top two or three things of the reason why the previous staff didn't work? Kenny won't say. Everybody's asking to, for me to ask, so I guess I gotta <laughs> I gotta ask because Kenny's scared to ask. And Joe, Joe, D- you know D- we have D- that D- relationship D- that I would ask you, but I wanted him to ask you. <laughs> <laughs> Every, everybody want to know, huh? Everybody want to know how we went three and nine after with the, almost one of the best worst teams in college football. Honestly, it, it's not personal to me. It's not. I've detached myself from it being personal. Even though you know, I was a 20-some-year-old kid, it was at one point. But I just think it's, honest to God, I just, authentic leadership. Like, I just think, like, whatever, whatever sauce they had going at UCS, um, right, like the humbleness, the drive, the, the system they had in place there. Um, I just felt like they, I mean, they must have got away from it here. It just felt like it was like they were just trying to say the right thing and they wanted guys to, to do the right, do it do it their way and maybe, maybe overlooked 
you know, the bigger picture of what's the best way? How can we, how can we detach from what we think is best and how can we objectively just observe, like, what's the most efficient way to go about this when it comes to sports medicine, nutrition, um, just, like, the culture in the locker room, like, how you talk to your players, like, how you talk to your players is everything. Like, we're, we're like a sponge. We're soaking up everything you're saying. We're believing you even because, because we've been trained and conditioned to believe you. And if you're not leading with authenticity and being like 100% genuine in everything you do, you're lead, like you're leading the whole team down this sideways path. And it just felt like, you know, one, two, three handful of things just like weren't authentic, weren't genuine. And over time, those things stack up. And, you know, you take one step off your path, you can take one step back on. But you take one step off your path and you don't realize you're off your path, you take 100 more steps. Now you're way off the path, and that's what I kind of felt like what happened in Nebraska. Well, you can close, Kenny. <laughs> What'd you say? You can close. Hey, um, during your time here at Nebraska, who was the the person that you leaned on the most? Uh, when you, like you said, you take one step off your path, who did you lean on the most to uh, get you back on path? Who? Or let me let me rephrase it. Did you feel like you can go to one of the coaches to get you back on path, or was it somebody outside of the 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 the, the stadium? Yeah, that's a loaded question. Um, personally, personally, no. Like, there wasn't really anyone in there that I felt like I could authentically open up to and be and be completely heard and seen without judgment um you know ron brown was a great resource for me and he was the closest thing to that um but when it comes to yeah man i felt like i was walking on eggshells a lot trying not to mess up trying to earn their validation like i always felt like i was swimming upstream instead of you know them kind of supporting me and allowing me to flow like if you watch I mean, I'm running PP right now. I'm doing long snapping. I'm doing more stuff in the league than I did in college. And I just, like, the other day I had a reflection, like, man, if only they would have let me do this here um, at Nebraska. You know, what, you know, just, like, the infinite possibilities that could have happened. It just, it got me thinking. But, you know, you really just got to let your players flow. You got to create the framework and the boundaries and then let the players play. And you got to truly trust them. And you're trying to you know, hyper-analyze, hyper-critical somebody, tell them exactly how to play something. Now you're taking the play out of it and you're just making it, you know, you're trying to coach a robot who's a person with emotion and feelings, right, Who who's flawed, you know. you got to treat people like people, which means you have to reconcile your own humanity first and foremost. Preach. Go ahead, dog. You take us to break. Go ahead. You got it, Jay. Well, we appreciate JoJo spitting knowledge after that first year, man. Be in <clears> touch <throat> and uh, you know keep keep at it, man. Because once you get past year two, it, it doesn't get downhill. It gets a little bit easier though. So get past year two, and it, it starts to open up for you, my brother. Yeah, man. I'm just I'm kind of getting the body lean. I'm just I'm kind of committed to this uphill climb until it's you know until I'm in y'all position. I can kick it up and get my own radio show going. You know. <laughs> <laughs> My, you, you don't want to do that, bro. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me on. Hey, I All appreciate right, you, brother. Yep. All right. We'll be right back after break.
You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.